Hey everybody and welcome back to the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. I'm Adam. I'm Dale. And I'm Trevor. And we'd like to thank our sponsor once again, the Comics Vault, where they let us sit and talk about EDH, one of our favorite things. So uh, yeah, we recently had a Arch Enemy tournament here at the Comics Vault. Uh, pretty good turnout, I would say. What about you guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a good... I think it was. Uh, I mean, what? there were... 20-some people. Well, out. yeah, there were five arch enemies, and everybody had a full table of three yeah. players. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, close yeah, to 20. 15 players, and then five arch enemies. Yeah, 20 mm. people. Yeah, and uh, as... I mean, as arch enemies sometimes goes, uh, it was the clapping yeah. of yeah. the cheeks for... Uh, <laughs> For a lot of the players, uh, I mean, uh, Trevor, you were running Flash Hulk. I think you detailed that on the last yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> it went and, extremely well. And uh, Adam was running Tassiger Control. Uh, I was an arch enemy as well. I had uh, I was running Narset Taken Turns. And, uh, yeah, I didn't drop a game. Uh, I don't think either of you guys dropped games nope. either. <laughs> no, we didn't drop any games. I got close, but... Uh, it was a really, really that was a good well game. Yeah, game. that was. I good did game. love. I did love that I got to watch that because, yes. like, <laughs> you know, the round started and Trevor and I ended our games in like under Less four minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it was like I was like, oh man, now I get to watch this really intense game playing out it over was. here. Yeah, for it sure. Was. Uh, Every game I played, I closed out before turn four. Like, two games were turn four, one was turn three. Yeah, it was just it was schemes are just too good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> schemes are so good. Yeah. Speaking of, of schemes, uh, about at the receiving end of one, uh, Dale, how was? Yeah, how was Dale that? was a player, so yeah, let's definitely. Yeah, um, it was pretty brutal. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I I played uh, Mike Ingram, great player, great deck builder. Played him twice in the night, and uh, we got clapped on both games <laughs> quite. Quickly, and he he was running uh, the Kenrith. five color Kenrith combo. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. Kenrith combo, any, good like stuff any, combo. any <laughs> kind of combo. He five really color good stuff combo. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep, it was brutal. And then uh, yeah, game the first game I played, Mike, we lost uh, turn three. Uh, he got survival of fittest, and then just started you know pulling out the combos and took us out. And then game two played Trevor. Uh, yeah, had the Flash Hulk get us, and yeah. It'll do that, you know. And then <laughs> played Mike again, and the same thing again. So yeah, it was didn't get to do much, but I kind of expected it, you know. I I seen a lot of the scheme decks just because I know everybody that was building them beforehand for the most part, and got to kind of see what they were going yeah. with. And you I knew sat I knew it was going to be too. pretty brutal. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and and I mean that's one of the things you know they say. The scheme deck is to help you overcome the other two players. You know that, you know, since it is a three v one, or in some cases uh, at the shop, if it's an odd number of people for the arch enemies, the arch enemy, one arch enemy, or maybe even two, will have an extra person. So it mm -hmm. could, it can possibly be up to four v one. Yeah. And uh, that, I mean, those odds are pretty bad for the arch enemies but man are scheme decks so good yeah, yeah that's the thing it's like you would really think that 4v it's like 4v1 oh my god like how do you overcome that and it's like these scheme decks man it's, it's really ridiculous oh. like the stuff they allow you to do like I smacked all in good time the extra turn one like turn two like in the game against yeah. you guys like it was I, yeah I mean I was running all in good time as well and uh, I think my favorite interaction was uh, <laughs> you can you can strionic resonate a scheme because it's a triggered ability. Yeah. And uh, I had played Strionic on turn one, so on turn two I smack all in good time, and then I resonate it to take a second all in good time turn. So I'm about to you know, 
take my turn, then my next turn, and then my next turn. Yeah. On turn two. It was pretty disgusting. What's the uh, scheme that uh, you start flip it over and your opponents and you uh, shuffle your cards back into your, into um, your library and then they draw, draw four, we draw seven? Yeah. Yep. Dude, my diabolical vision. That, that, embrace my diabolical that vision. That was the yeah. first scheme in two of my matches. Really? And that wow. just like just shut us right down right there. It was wow. like so we good. were all like showing each other our cards, like, all right, well, yeah, we got good. Yeah. We're good, we're good. <laughs> and then flips that over and it's like, oh, we're drawing four and you're drawing seven. And of course, no lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a land. Hand straight booty. Yeah, yeah, I mean you you get to mulligan to get that opening hand and then there it goes. It's it gone. And all your, I feel, man, that'd be a really feel bads one, you know, because all your tactics are just out the window. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, did anyone draw lands? All right, boys, you're you are the hope. You, must, you gotta pull through here, and that's, that's and then you get the the arch enemy gets just more schemes on top of that. It's exactly, like, yeah. So it, the the one game I played in, uh, one of the players had to multi four. It was actually the last game of the night I played with the shop owner, um, Duncan, who has won a tournament here, and uh, it was Matt Beaver, who typically mm, um, yeah. who typically is the rules advisor for our events. And um, he, uh, yeah, he had to multi four, and it was just one of those things that, like, it was just feel bad. It's like, I took no pleasure. I'm not going to sit here and act like I enjoyed myself. I, I mean, I did, but, like, not in a malicious dickhead way. I, I, think, <laughs> I, mean, I think the like, one, one of us who had the most like his magic metal tested was Adam yes. in that one game. That went to time, agree. did it? Yeah, yeah. it did go it to, went to time. Yeah. Yeah. It went to it went to turn two before it ended up Turn two out. of turns. Yeah. 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 And that was against Richard, who yeah. has won um he won the twin headed giant yeah. Yeah. tournament here. And um, Neil. The, sh- the yeah, shop owner. and again the shop owner, and then um, we, a, uh, a guy who comes in, um, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. wasn't he? Was he playing? Was he playing? Yeah, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. yep, yeah. That that honestly was like, and not to be uh, malicious or anything, uh, that was the only uh, game that I was very proud of myself in because it was such a hard fought yeah. bout. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I walked over to that table at least four different times and was just like basically pissing myself and had to walk away because <laughs> you could cut the tension with a knife man like oh, it was man. a it, it was an incredibly good game it was the, intense the players fought very hard but um i mean correct me if i'm wrong ultimately the schemes won the day right oh yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, there were two times to where the schemes pulled it out for me it was the one that i uh flip over and i get to uh take i get the thought sees. uh i forget what yeah what surrender your thoughts yep and uh i took um Richard's Protean. Yeah, I took his Protean Hulk at that point <laughs> okay. in time, which before this I had Ashok sitting on board for the longest time, so yeah. that was putting a damper on his game plan. Yeah. And then the second time, I was about to lose the next turn if they had swung in with commander damage, and uh, I flipped over the one... Um, uh, mm, the one that lets you cast a non-creature, non-land spell. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your your my wish is your command. Yeah. Oh, is that the look at everybody's hand mm-hmm. casting on creature not land? Yeah, I yeah. got a cool story for that when you're done. And I picked <laughs> uh, um, Baral's expertise from Neil's hand and bounced and a bounced couple things stuff. and cast yeah. something for free and was able to <laughs> engine out of that. That's actually funny because that's like I said, that's twice that night that that happened to Neil and 
he got a card taken from him that like cost them the game right? yeah. in a way uh, in this in the last game that I was set against Neil Duncan and, and Matt Beaver um, I smacked that scheme and took his uh, his time warp yeah and cast his time warp for free so I got normally with all in good time the time scheme the turn scheme you don't get to set another scheme into motion that turn because that would just be bonkers oh yeah. <laughs> I mean? oh yeah but because i took an extra turn through an actual t- extra turn spell i i got the extra scheme out of it and it yeah it was just gross <laughs> like it was awesome and i think i think the uh my wish is your command um the best win i have seen from an arch enemy with that scheme was actually the other arch enemy who was the uh, only person to actually drop games um his game that he won he ended up being able to, my wish is your command, omniscience yeah. on the first turn. Yeah. And then the other two people, you know, the two players who didn't, you know, have omniscience, they basically begged that third dude to scoop. They were like, please scoop so you get your omniscience back and we don't instantly lose. Maybe we can pull it out. Now, they didn't pull it out. Yeah. You know, they did all end up losing. But I think that's just absolutely hilarious. It's just yeah. like, you know, you're, you, I, I believe it was uh, Will. Yeah, Will. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he always he runs his Kess uh, Show and Tell, which yeah. focuses around getting omniscience out through Show and Tell. Um, he can go extremely fast, you know. So he probably kept the omniscience, hoping to tutor for the Show he, and Tell. He kept Show like and that. Tell and omniscience in his opening hand. Oh, that's dirty. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like, that's the only time you keep an omniscience in your opening hand in EDH. I mean, it's what, a 12 drop? Like, that's just Something not, like that. that's yeah, just not a card you keep in your opening hand. But, yeah, from my understanding, he had show and tell and omniscience in the opening hand. But, yeah, that uh, it is a 10 drop. 10 drop, yeah. yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> I know he got a little flack for that, but honestly, in, in his situation, no, I yeah, I mean, if you if thing. you have show yeah. and tell in your hand, that's a that's a straight keep, in my opinion. I mean, I, barring that you have mana and things like that oh, in yeah. your hand and stuff like that, but yeah, no, I mean, what that's gas, do? dude. I like, think, yeah, I think had, he made the correct decision to keep, but like, man, it just ultimately just the power of the schemes. Yeah, you know what? What are you gonna do? Hundred percent. Also, real quick to backtrack for those who don't know, omniscience is an absolutely busted enchantment for three blue and seven. Um, you can play your spells for free That's from your hand. From your hand. That's mm-hmm. what it says. Like you can just cast spells for without paying their mana cost from your hand. It's disgusting. It's pretty dirty. Yeah, cheating that into play with something like show and tell is um, definitely a common place in EDH for people who have those cards. That's something yeah. that a lot of people like to do. So. Yep. And uh, but yeah, I just wanted to you know when we were talking to you, Dale, about your experience. Um, we, we all had, like, a, a powwow afterwards because everyone who was there essentially had been to the prior Arch Enemy event, I yeah. believe. I think mm-hmm. there were only a few new faces. Yeah. yep. And um, we were trying to think about how to raise the curve. Like, it's not like, like yeah, we all, you know, we destroyed and, you know, didn't lose a game and it was over by turn four. But, and, but we have to think about the people that are, you know, coming to the tournament and actually you know playing against us because everybody's got to have fun at least oh yeah a little bit yeah for sure for sure and like i would say that in your game adam they probably had the most fun because it was like a tense yeah oh man mexican standoff everybody's got guns up you know what's gonna happen and uh 
we were talking about ways to actually level the playing field a little bit in favor of the players, you know. And actually, I, I would like to I'd like to hear anybody's ideas if yeah, you have sure. if you have any ideas on how we could do that. I mean, we were talking about things like uh, on the very far end of probably not happening ever is ban list. And then uh, the closer to what might happen would be like allowing proxies for players. Uh, those are just a couple of our ideas. But if you'd like to uh, hit us up on the Commander's Vault Facebook page or the Commander's Vault Instagram with your ideas, uh, please do. Uh, we're definitely yeah, we're open. Definitely, open, definitely sure. open to ideas. We're just looking to improve the player experience for everybody all around. Yeah, I mean, this is a fun event. We all obviously love playing in it. I mean, this was the first time I was in Arch Enemy. Adam, you were the first time Arch Enemy. Um, we played as players in the first one, and I mean, I got I got my ass clapped, and I didn't. I mean, it was still fun, you know yeah. what I mean. But at the same time, I think it is necessary for us to recognize that in order for us to continue to have events like this and continue to have players show up, we have to do something. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it, I don't think I've never felt like players of this game should be should be beholden to the money in their wallet. You know what I mean? I mean, I I, w- I prefer to have everybody play at the same power level. And honestly, like, you know, there was a lot of talk. Like, you know, some, some people who we spoke with maybe felt like it might homogenize the, you know, the play group. You know, everybody's going to run Flash Hulk now because now they can build the best, best Flash Hulk deck. Or everybody's going to run this. And and I, I think JB, me, you, and Adam, and even Dale, I think we all agree that that's not necessarily what we think will happen. Like... Our friend Wesley, he has a Cranko deck. Um, obviously, not competitive. I mean, it's not a competitive commander in any way. But we told him about the proxy rule, and his immediate response was, "Oh my God, that's awesome! Now, how how can I make Cranko better?" Yeah. Most players are going to take the proxies, and they're going to just use that free ten to fifteen cards to upgrade their favorite deck. Yeah. Not because the thing is, if, if, you know, okay, let's say everybody does come in with a Flash Hulk deck. It's going to be very apparent to the, like, people who don't know how to play that deck. It's going to be readily apparent because they're not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you got to yeah. practice with the deck. You can't just be yeah. like, I have this Flash Hulk in, deck and first time And expect it, to win. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you have to know the play lines and things like that. So I really think that what will or would happen would be that the players would just find themselves upgrading their favorite deck you know what i mean and like can you imagine like you know i know we obviously have a reasonable card pool but like somebody who's playing like maybe a mediocre yogmoth deck and they're just like oh my god now i can run yog's will now i can do like yeah all this kind of stuff you know even like you know damnation yeah damnation isn't readily available to anyone please wizards give us a reprint for i would like come on please (laughs) but uh yeah damnation uh yog's will things like that uh you know even just rocks yeah, totally, you know. totally. Yeah, and, like I would play Yasan in that tournament, but I need probably seven more cards, and each card is you know a hundred plus dollars. So yeah, yeah. I would have ran that Definitely. for sure if I had the proxies. And yeah. and one thing I think a lot of, a lot of people you know were not think really thinking about uh, Flash Hulk. There's eighty five other cards in Flash Hulk. Yeah. So if you're it? gonna build the eighty five card shell of Flash Hulk and, and proxy the most the fifteen most expensive. That's still pretty expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you need 10 fetch. You need, you know, a bunch of shocks. You need, you know, a whole list of things that you feel might be taken up by proxies 
would be ridiculous. Yeah, you know, yeah you for would, sure. So if you're going to build the the 85 cards of Flash Hulk and use the 15 proxies, good on you. I, I hope mean, you yeah. do. And I hope you have a great time. That's all I really want you to do is yeah, have a honestly, good time. We just want yeah, everybody definitely. to be able to play at the same power level. Yeah. I don't... We, we all sort of agree that, you know, nerfing the people who have spent the money on these on these expensive cards isn't really the fair way to go about it. it. You know, it's like, oh, you bought a Mana Crypt, you bought an Imperial Seal, you bought a Force of Will. Well, cool, we just banned them. So, you, you know, you can't play with those in our shop. Well, that, you know, that seems a little bit in the but, opposite direction of what we're looking I for. Mean, so I digress. I just, you know, it was just one of the things. There's definitely more kinks to iron out. In the oh, formula, yeah. and For I sure. definitely think if we can if we can streamline and get everybody on the same page as far as you know we can either come up with a different set of rules that allow uh, more player freedom. I think that's definitely the way we want to go about it. Hell, maybe we just let the players go first instead of the arch enemy being able to smack a scheme turn one. You know what I mean? Like, like who I, knows? I like, even maybe thought it's as maybe simple as that. Like, like you could still do you know twenty schemes, but just one of each. Yeah. Just to make it that little bit less is consistent to to flip that same scheme. Over. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways you could go yeah. about like yeah. you know. I'm not a fan of that idea, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, I anyway. like having two all in good time. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you do. Some of the some of the prizes for the event were pretty dope. Yeah, uh, we had yeah. some collectors um, packs. Yeah, the uh, Throne of Eldraine collectors packs. Um, there was, I think. The 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 system that was used was if you beat the arch enemy, you got to go up to the prize table and select one pile of yeah. prize. And, and the piles varied from things like, you know, a giant ass stack of M twenty, you know, a stack of like ten packs of Eldrain, a Zendikar pack, a collector's pack, a brawl deck, I think was one of them, you know what yeah. I mean? Like mm -hmm. and I think I think when Duncan won and got Did, that Zendikar yeah. pack. He got a Misty, He right? pulled a Misty yep. Rainforest yeah. out of the Zendikar pack. Yeah, nuts. I actually, Absolutely Neil, uh, I really thought that was a great idea for the prizes. It shook things up a little bit, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was different. I wish I was a player. Honestly, I yeah. kind of wanted oh, to be yeah. a player. I wanted to, I wanted to go up there and grab one of them collector's packs, man, for sure. See what I crack. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I uh, thought that was a very interesting way of changing up the prize support. Normally, it's like, you know, it's, it, we sort of like... You know, this is the top prize, and then we, like, whittle it down from there for, like, the top six. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe just as an example, maybe prize number one is six packs, and then, you know, second place is five, so on, so forth, down to the sixth place. And Neil, this was different. It was it was cool. And Neil's a beast at giving prizes. Oh, yeah, for sure. The Man, prize support of the Comics yeah. Vault is I have never spicy. been in a place that has this good of prize support. Yeah. When, when he says, like, you get, like, five packs as a prize, it's, like... Three twenty dollar packs. Yeah, how and about then it? Two yeah. standard packs. Like, yeah, that's the other thing too. I think one of the packs. piles up there was like two or three Ultimate Masters packs. Yeah, yep. like pretty good. So yeah. yeah, crazy. But yeah, I mean, definitely um, giving out some sick prizes here. If you ever, we'll we'll promote events as they come. And if you're definitely in the area, I would uh, recommend coming down and checking out the shop. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, you know, Eldraine goes, uh, has anyone found anything worth putting in their decks? Um, I'm trying out a few cards. Yeah, I've been trying out a few cards. I think a card that has been really good as of late has been uh, the Wishing Well. Yeah, yeah, that Witching Well is yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it a lot. Uh, just the pure value of either A, turn one, or even later down in the road, being able to scry two, and then 
have it sit until you need to crack it and get two extra card draws. Yeah. It's just pure value from there. I um, mean, straight up, Dale, you built Yorvo. Yeah. 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 I built Yorvo and uh, Torbron. I haven't played oh, Torbron nice, nice. yet, but Yorvo. That's my play style right there. Yeah. Just spam squirrel tokens. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Trample. Oh, yeah, dude. Beat face. You oh, ha- yeah. I saw you had the squirrel enchant. What is it? It's like uh, squirrel's nest. Druid, isn't it? Druid's no. call. That. Oh, okay. You equip it there, so then anytime you block Tor- or uh, Yorbo, I create that many squirrel tokens, and it gets <laughs> that much bigger, and then that yep. damage just tramples squirrel over. Squirrel link. Yeah. Yep. It awesome. exacerbates things pretty quickly. That's, that's hilarious. Sweet. But uh, another card I, I did pick up that I'm playing in some of my decks from uh, Throne is uh, the Great Henge. I got did you two get of one? those, nice. and I got uh, one in my Elves deck and then one in uh, the Yorvo deck just because he's always big and there's a lot of big stuff in there that's just easy yeah. to cast it for well, cheap. I, uh, I definitely I saw the power of Torbron this weekend, and... Uh, it was a really, really fast curve. I think it was a really good hand, you know? But it was like he desperate ritualed on turn three for Torbron, then next turn Perforos, and then Impact Tremors. Oof. And then he just like played one dude, and it was just like. <laughs> Stacking lightning bolts. It was insane. Yeah, that that's was pretty like, awesome. Yeah, that, that card's Oof. awesome. I like it. I kind of did that same. I, I went with like a low mana curve at Perforos, Impact Tremors, and then I threw in like Cranko, some, a bunch of Goblin spam tokens, and then just like as much uh, uh, Zozu Punisher style effects. Just uh, you're going to tap a land, you're going to put a land in play, anything that's lightning just going to burn lightning you, bolt. burn <laughs> you, burn you, and then. It's you get a bolt. You damage. get a bolt. Yeah, exactly. Damage doublers. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's pretty sweet. Another card I've been trying out, and it's mainly because of YouTube, Trevor and JB, um, is the Mystical Dispute. Mm. It's been Tasty. a. It's been a really good card whenever I played it. Like. I'd like to state for the record, I called that upon spoil. <laughs> I did. Dude, it's a it's a mana leak. It's a one, one drop mana leak. Yeah, yeah. It's almost all the time, if you're in a counterspell battle, I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like I. The numerous times that it's come up for me and uh, I've used it, it's not even necessarily for a counterspell or anything like that. It's just been good value. Like I've taken uh, I've taken out a Sahili the one time. Oh, nice. With it, uh, the I ended up taking out a. Um, uh, like Hans Craze Sphinx the one time and like some other miscellaneous stuff. Yeah. But like it's it's is really good value. Yeah. And most of the time you are gonna be casting it for one even though it has that downside of you yeah. have it costs you less to cast. If uh, it targets a blue spell, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've even put it. it in Mizzix, just try it out there because I most of the time I am gonna be casting it for one, whether it's a blue spell or not. Yeah, yeah, because of the experience counters, mm-hmm. yep. I put it in my Urza CDH deck. Again, for counterspell battles and things like that. And then, actually, the Witching Well, that went in there as well. Yeah. I know I've said that a couple times, but that card is just... That card has peak performance in Urza. Oh. You know what I mean? One yeah. drop Absolutely. that taps. It also will additionally tap for a blue due to Urza's ability on top of scrying you two on ETB and then being able to draw you two later. I mean, it is, it's peak performance in that yeah. deck. It's a yeah. really great addition. And, I mean, I had, built, I had put together Emery and... Emery was pretty consistent. 
Uh, not a lot of lines. Really? Not as many as I was expecting. Yeah. And I tried out some like different stuff. I mean, I had out of the you know hundred card deck, I would probably had a hundred and thirty, hundred and thirty five cards that were just like you know thirty five cards were like maybes. Yeah. And like then I would play it a couple it times, and I would you know retool it just a bit. Um, the the main combo in the Emery deck is Mirren Spy, which is a three drop from Scars. That says, or no, mirrored and besieged. Three draw from mirrored and besieged. It says when you cast an artifact, untap a creature. Oh, oh so yeah. I play a lot of the the high value uh, mana rocks. It's uh, an infinite with lotus petal from the grave with Emery. Um, oh, yeah, it, it works like That's that. That's spicy. Uh, it also works with uh, LED. Yeah, yeah. Uh, LED is a little bit more. Like risky. living on the edge, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> and I have done it. Like I have comboed out with LED uh, only because I had uh, Phyrexian Altar in my hand. Mm, okay. So yep. I ended up, you know, LED, pitch my whole hand, make infinite mana, and then use Phyrexian Altar to cast uh, out of the grave instead of LED. And then I just cast Emery until my deck was in my graveyard. Yep. Return Codex Shredder, put Lab Man in my hand, cast Lab Man. Yep, that'll card. do it. So for, uh, there's probably some new newer players listening to this. Uh, what is uh, Lion's Eye Diamond? And then what's uh, it? Yeah, Lion's Eye Diamond is an artifact from Mirage, which says, sacrifice Lion's Eye Diamond, discard your hand, add three mana of any one color to your mana pool, play this ability as a mana source. Now that last bit, has been errated off. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically sack it, discard your hand, get three mana. It's also a zero drop. That's it's the, the closest thing to a Black Lotus and EDH that we're going to get. Ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it's a zero drop uh, artifact. Zero drop artifacts in Emery are really good. Uh, yeah. I've been able to cast Emery on turn one. You know, yeah, I've had, it was like a Mana Crypt, Tormod's Crypt, and One Island. And then it's just like turn yeah, one Emery. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, it's pretty pretty fun. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, um, but that's why uh, that the witching well in that was insane. Yeah, uh, but the, those are the couple, you know, throne cards that have. What about made it to me? What about a uh, fabled passage? I did. I haven't gotten to use it yet. I don't have a lot of like mono color decks or anything because it searches particularly for a basic land. Yeah, and in my like most of my decks. I mean, like, my Atraxa deck only runs, like, five basics. Yeah. Uh, Narset runs four. So, Fable Passage can sometimes just be a straight-up dead draw. And then if yeah, that's, that's just a one. real feel-bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, I'm going to put it in, in my decks, obviously, because I play a lot of monocolored decks. But, I mean, definitely Azusa. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty be solid. Pretty oh, there, that'd, be, you know? that'd be nuts. Yeah. Yeah, especially with a crucible out, you know what I mean? You can play it three times. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So that'll be pretty sweet. Um, some of the Eldraine cards that I've been working with, um, again, Witching Well, um, the Mystical Dispute. Uh, I found some tech for Yogmoth. I'm trying Forever Young, which is the two drop that is uh, put I think it's put any number of creatures on top of your library and then separately as a line of text draw a card which yep. is pretty nice for a two drop so i've been checking that out i haven't really gotten to play it yet so Did i can't speak to its efficacy in the deck but um do you end up switching out uh something for aria 
the I did. I did put IR. How she does. Yep. Uh, I again, I haven't like. I think she's come up once. Um, although I have like figured out some spicy things. Like I can win the game with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just by like you know the recycling. Like if I have the nest of scarabs loop out. Or like you know the undying loop out with Yogmoth, and I just have happen to have Ayara sitting by the wayside, then I win. I win the game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So she's pretty good. I mean, triple devotion too to black, which is great because I do run Nikthos. It is monocolored. So. And Gary. And Gary. Gary yep. Gary's, I swear to God, I have won more games with Gary than I have with Yogmoth in the, like the last twenty games. Like it's just he's so good. <laughs> Gary's Please, Wizards, absolutely insane. Wizards, give us a Gary promo. Please. Please give us a Grey Merchant of Asphodel promo. I really just want a new artwork for that card, and I just, yeah. I just <laughs> like, want him to make his return in Theros Beyond Death. Yeah, that'd oh, be cool. Better. Give us a new artwork. Yeah, yeah man. That like, card's a staple. So. It is really good. It is really good mono. It's a cheap version. card, so they don't really need to reprint it, but yeah. like you said, give us like a promo art. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like anything. 67 cents or so for like the regular, but the foil's like $8, and I'm just like, I come on, this needs a promo. Just give us a promo. <laughs> like, Please. <laughs> give us another printing at least. I mean, it did get printed in uh, Commander 14, 2014 in the Obnixilis deck as well, but, you know, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, so. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I haven't, like, I, I haven't found a ton of cards for Maldrain that I want to use. I do want to get a Questing Beast for Azuzu. They're up to, like, 20, 30 bucks right It's now. a great card. It's a ridiculously good card for a great deck. I mean, it's, I'm not surprised by that. Um, what's interesting Actually, side note about Eldraine. Um, I was reading something yesterday, or on, on Monday, rather, they had the new Banned and Restricted announcement. Mm-hmm. And uh, Field of the Dead got banned in Standard. Subsequently, Oko, Thief of Crowns, shot up 25 bucks. Oh, he yeah. went from 40 to $65. Like, I don't, I I don't see one, them. So, somebody explain to me the correlation there. Like, I don't I, for that. one, like, welcome our new Oko overlords. Um, <laughs> no, but Oko... Is a monster in standard right now. Really? Absolutely. Is it the food? Is it the, it's the, is it the shut off? Turn or? one, turn one, gilded goose, mm-hmm. turn two, Oko. Turn two, Oko. That's just, yeah. I mean, being that he has no negative other than his ultimate, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, and getting to polymorph, you know, yeah, important yep, yep. things, mm-hmm. you can polymorph your gilded goose into a 3 3, you know. So now you've got a beat wow. stick. Yeah, you can polymorph their, you know, utility creature. You can polymorph Hydroid Crassus, you know, from whatever, whatever. That's a vanilla 3-3, three, three, yeah. yeah. It's just, like, real, real good. <laughs> the, the, the fact that it's a three drop with a double positive and a steal your stuff alt, fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's crazy. I slotted it into uh, a tracksuit. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, and, I can see uh, that. It has been... It worked really well. So I guess the correlation then would be... Because I know there was a lot of speculation that Oko could potentially also be banned on the 21st. Like, I read a couple articles where it was like, here's five cards we think could be banned in standard alongside Field of the Dead, blah, 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 blah. I mean, everybody pretty much knew Field of the Dead was going down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, yeah, Oko was actually one of the cards that came up on that list. 
So I'm guessing I'm guessing the correlation is since he didn't get banned, people are like, oh, we got to buy Okos now because they're going to let him ride for a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, we I gotta, mean, yeah. Eldrain's hot on the presses. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit before they touch him if they're going to touch him. Yeah. But I think it's also fair to look at the Mythic Championship that was won by a Gruel Agro deck. Really. In a field of Bant, Simic, Golos, yeah, and food yep. decks. Mm-hmm. He was the only Gruel aggro deck, and he smashed his way and won. Oh, I think I read about that. Yeah, I think I remember reading yeah. about that. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty pretty good to watch. I mean, it's like when the when seven of the meta decks are fighting against each other, and then the one anti meta deck just crushes yeah, the entire saying. way up to yeah. the. You gotta love the true the underdog finals. story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have often said here and in, in our play group that. It is the off-meta decks that sometimes steal the day. You know what Definitely, I mean? Definitely, like, absolutely. When everybody has been playing with each other and you know everybody's got that like really tuned meta, everybody knows everybody's deck, one person can come in with a completely... Maybe, like, let's take CDH, for example. You know, JB plays Narset. Adam plays, you know, Tassiger. I play one of my litany of decks, and... You know, we get really used to that, and maybe somebody sits down with like a fringe playable, like you know, Godo that you know the Godo Doomsday or whatever, or uh, Godo the Bandit. Like yeah. he, he, there's a fringe playable seed, and like he might wreck face. You know what I mean? Because we're mm-hmm. just not prepared to handle that sort of thing. Like yeah. I mean, CDH is typically like one of the cruxes is an aggro deck. Like you're not putting out beefy creatures early. You're putting out dorks, if anything. And I'm, you know, like in Urza, I don't. The only creature I really normally ever have out is my um, construct. my construct. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's construct, like, and yeah. I'm not flickering Urza, so there's not normally more than one of them. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you're swinging wide at me with like flyers early or some shit, like I'm I'm pretty much dead in the water. Like you can definitely turn the tide of a game with an off meta deck in any sort of competitive arena. Oh so. yeah, I agree. Like uh, mo- like you said, most of the of the creatures are dorks or utility creatures, and yep. most of those stuff can't hold up against big yeah. beefy dudes you're gonna get slapped really bad yeah i agree i mean my narset deck is you know a lot of people call it a combo deck it's not it's a tempo deck and <laughs> i win via commander damage 99 percent of the time yep well why don't you tell us about your tempo deck yeah we do want to change gears um we all got to talk about our decks last week but jb wasn't able to be with us so we do want to give him a chance to showcase Narset. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Uh, yeah. So for Narset, I mean, the most important thing in the entire deck is the land base. Um, that's where I'm going to start. I'm running all three uh, original Jeskai duels, which is the uh, Tundra, Valk Island, Plateau. I'm running eight fetch. Uh, the only two fetches I'm not running is the one that can't fetch anything in my deck, which is Verdant Catacombs. Mm-hmm. And Bloodstained Mire. And the only reason I'm not running Bloodstained Mire for the mountain side of it is the fact that I only have, was it one, four targets for it? Yeah. Um, I only run four basic lands in the whole thing. Uh, my favorite piece of land tech uh, is actually Thespian Stage, which has actually won me a couple CDH games because I was able to cast in our set a couple turns earlier or a turn earlier than I normally would have. I use it to uh, copy. Uh, pretty specific lands, mostly bounce lands is my favorite because you don't get the drawback of having to bounce a land, so lose you lose your own tempo. Yeah, um, I've actually won a game by doing that. 
Um, the Sanctum of Eternity, which come out of the newest set of commander decks, uh, return target commander you own from the battlefield to your hand. I've uh, you can activate this ability only during your turn. Um, I have used that to kind of stop Narset from being killed via uh, damage. No. Okay. So I mean, if I rip an extra turn normally before that card, it was just like okay, I use my extra turn, I cast Narset, and then I do more stuff based on what has been revealed. Uh, if you're not familiar with Narset, the Enlightened Master, she is from the Khans block. She's a three in Jeskai, so blue, red, white. And she's a human monk with first strike, hexproof. Whenever she attacks, I exile the top four cards in my library until the end of turn. I can cast non-creature cards exiled with Narset without paying their mana cost. And she's a three, two. So what I end up doing um, is trying to get her out as soon as possible and to do that, I run an extreme amount of mana rocks. Uh, 9, 12, 15, 16, 17 mana rocks. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That is a lot. Wow. Let me make sure. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Sorry. I counted one, one group of three incorrectly. But yeah, I run uh, a lot of the, the staple CDH mana rocks. Uh, mana Crypt, Mana Vault, Grim Monolith, uh, Mox Diamond... Um, Lotus Petal, things that low cost, high reward. Um, mm -hmm. I've even won with Lion's Eye Diamond pitching my whole hand and casting her on turn three. So That doesn't know. harm you that much. I know you get I, a lot of value out of your deck. but Yeah, the, the value comes, you know, if someone hits me with an innocent blood after I do that, I'm probably just out of the game, but yeah. I like to live on the edge. That's what does that card do? Uh, innocent innocent blood, blood is a one-drop... Uh, black spell that says target opponent sacks a creature. Oh yeah, Ooh. that'll do it. And yeah. being that I am running a completely creatureless deck, uh, please no Telemann performance. Uh, <laughs> I just straight up die. But uh, <laughs> I do run pretty much every extra turn spell sans capture Jing Zhao. Yeah. Um, you run Nexus. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nexus is too good. Yeah, Nexus is really good. Um, I think Nexus is arguably the best. <laughs> uh, one of besides my like, you know, uh, time walk. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite cards in the deck is uh, Thousand Year Storm. Yeah, because I've been able to peel Thousand Year Storm and a turn spell, and if I do that and I or an extra combat spell, so I just keep getting extra combats. Yeah. Um, extra combats are fantastic. I run a little bit of counter magic. I run pretty much every free counter spell you can run. Uh, Force of Will, Pact, the new Force of Negation, uh, Metal Misstep, Fluster Storm. Real, either they're real low drop, or I can cast them for free. Yeah, definitely. Um, I even, you know, I run a couple of the swords just for some protection uh, dealios. For like I said, I don't actually have an infinite combo. I have to kill you. With commander damage now, through extra turns which is pretty sweet. essentially yeah and i mean i've i've been able to hit you know infinite combats i have the feast and the feast and famine uh aggravated assault combo in here which is whenever you deal damage and she's equipped with the sword of feast and famine i tap on my lands aggravated assault says i can tap five mana so it's three and two red and she untaps and there's another combat after this yeah so sweet. Yeah, that nets you technically like infinite combats. Um, I do have problems sometimes getting over, you know, large boards or 
high power creatures, but in CDH, those really aren't a thing. Yeah. Um, and I have a little bit of removal to deal with, you know, creature combo decks like Prosh. Um, <laughs> I I know you're laughing because of literally one single one <laughs> yeah. single game we played. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, that still to this day is like sticks in my mind as one of the best CDH games that we've ever played. Etched. Like it was it's just etched. yeah, it is yeah. etched in stone. But Definitely going to go down in history. It was a great one. We'll have to talk about that sometime for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I run, you know, Omniscience. I run Boom Bust. If you're unfamiliar with Boom Bust, it's uh, just blow up all the lands. Mm. So, yeah, I might not hit an extra turn, and I might not hit an extra combat. But uh, if you're open and I hit Boom Bust, nobody else is going to have anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I get to cast things for free. Uh, mana's, mana's, mana's my issue until she's on the board. And then mana's not an issue pretty much ever again. Yeah, because, I mean, she's letting you cast stuff for free. So it's... That's why the Lion's Eye Diamond, I think, is is pretty good in here because, like, well, I don't need a hand. I'm going to just, yeah. what is it, yep. four cards off the top? Yeah. Yeah, I've, like, I've, cheesed, I've cheesed her out pretty consistently early, and I can get her out turn two if yeah. I hit one, like, a Mana Crypt and a Lion's Eye with some lands because then I can, you know, create the third color of Mana from the Lion's Eye Diamond. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's a fun deck. It's definitely it's resilient. Yeah, um, I don't have a combo piece for you to Praetor's Grasp out of my deck. I don't have anything for you to extract or you know name with a pithing needle. Yep, really. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna pull something out of my deck, what are you gonna pick? One of my 16 extra turn spells? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I mean, you can't even pith Narset because she's got Hexproof. You can't target her. So it's Well, like, I mean, you can't, like, get rid of her. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she survives every piece of spot removal. Normally, I try and get her out before there's the chance of board wipe. Mm-hmm. You know? And like I said, the only... My only big problem is uh, attrition-based cards. Like, sack of creatures. creatures. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, I can win through those. It's it's pretty hard. But if we go into the later game, and I, I say later game in CDH as in, like, turn six, yeah. turn seven, <laughs> turn eight, um, then I'm, just, I'm trying to hard cast turn spells. And there's not a lot you can do against hard casted turn spells, especially if you're trying to, if I'm using, like, Tolarian Academy, or not Tolarian Academy, um, Tolaria West to... Search out beside you, yeah. so that you know I'm casting uncounterable extra turn spells. Um, I mean, Trevor, I played against you and Richard. We played CDH, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I lucked into a temporal mastery hard cast on turn two. Yep, <laughs> I remember that. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was. It was just like, you know, there it's was like a seven drop. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's five. It's, it's five and two blue, and yeah, I managed to have the mana. Up. Yeah, but it was like the the looks were just like. Do you have anything to deal with that? He's like, no, nah, this is a little early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about it? Seriously, but, like. Yeah. I mean, typically I do like you know Richard and I are are reasonably good players, and we do try and take good hands that have interaction, have the ramp and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes you just got to take a hand that maybe doesn't have a counterspell, or maybe just doesn't have interaction, but it's got you know solid tutor and ramp, or has a combo piece and some solid tutor and ramp, and it's like 
you can't win them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't have a perfect hand every game. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's so. definitely a... <laughs> That's yeah, definitely. That, I forgot about that. That turn two, turn two, temporal magic. mastery. Is, uh, <laughs> that's bonkers. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever done that. Hard cast too. Like that's that's the. It's not even the fact that he smacked at turn two. I mean, hell, you could smack at turn two. Miracle, for miracle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a little less impressive. It's the fact that he paid the seven for it on turn two. <laughs> two blue, a mana crypt, and a mana vault. <laughs> yep, that'll that was, do it. That's tight. It was ridiculous, but yeah, that's uh. That's basically what I ran for the tournament. Uh, most of my games ended on like turn four, uh, yeah. with me being on turn twelve. Yeah. You know, yeah. I tell them about it. tell uh, tell everybody about the. Um, oh, where is it? The no, copy I'll, spell. Oh, yeah, the yeah. one where you copied and like you copied your expropriate <laughs> yeah. like three different times. Yeah. I uh, I long term plans, which is a three drop tutor that says, uh, look for a card in your deck, put it third from the top. I did it in response to Narset's attack trigger, so I got to set one solid spell that I knew was going to be good. So I chose Expropriate. Um, yeah, the mana cost for the deck is extremely high, but normally I don't pay for them. So it, yeah. it's kind of skewed, you know what I mean? If you yeah, would look yeah, at yeah, it totally, from a totally. purely mana cost perspective, you'd be like, wow, this deck is ridiculously bad. Yeah. But uh, considering I don't actually pay for the mana cost most of the time but yeah that's how, I, that's how when i look at my azusa deck like i use tapped out for all my deck stats and things like that like i look at my azusa deck and it by far has the highest curve of all my decks but the ramp is so out of control that it's like i'm playing all that stuff like very like way earlier than like what you would think had you just yeah. solely taken the the, the snapshot CMC yeah. of my deck you know what i mean but uh yeah i, I cast expropriate off Narset's ability, but she also revealed two copy spells. Yeah, what was it? Um, increasing Vengeance? It was, and it was Howl of the Horde and Increasing Vengeance. So I ended up having four expropriates, and it was uh, essentially like, I was like, well, I'm going to choose all time. If you're, if you're unfamiliar with expropriate, you get to choose one of two effects, and each player chooses from those effects. There are time and money. Time allows you the, the caster to take an extra turn, and money allows the uh, controller to gain, a per gain control of a permanent owned by the voter, and then you exile expropriate. That's a nine drop. It's a seven and two blue. Like I said, don't really pay mana costs. $50 so. card, great card. Yeah, hilarious. And uh, so I said, well, I'm voting for all time. And as is tradition. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, extra turns right there. I can probably just win the game off of that. But in some weird fashion, the rest of the players also just didn't want to give me their stuff. I don't think they wanted to give me the satisfaction of having their stuff. So two of them out of three voted for all time as well. So I'm like, I've got like 12 extra turns, and there was still one player to like vote. And he's like, I'll vote money for one and time for the other two. And I was like... That is, yeah. That is a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that pans out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like your only chance is to vote money. I mean, yeah, he might steal all your permanents, but at least you have a fighting chance. And Narset, if they're smacking extra turns like that, like you, you lose. Like you're gonna lose the game. <laughs> like you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I like about her that much. Well, the fact that she's hexproof and she's very hard to remove entirely. 
is just a whole other level trying to like outthink mm-hmm. how to get around her and then the casting of extra stuff too for free like like you said you have the expropriates you have all the time spells and stuff like that you're casting your uh, thousand year storm for free constantly that's that's what i enjoy about seeing watching this deck go off um i also have probably f- five thousand plus reps on the deck oh yeah like, i've played this deck in pretty much this form since they spoiled narset for the cons block Oh, yeah? When they spoiled her as a card, I instantly made a proxied-up deck and played it. Oh, yeah? And I've been really? playing it ever since. Cool. Yeah. Don't you just love that, man? That's how it was for me with Muldrotha. Yeah. When she was spoiled. <laughs> I remember I sat down at, a, I sat down at my house uh, to play with us, the, or to play with, like, Adam, and I believe Wesley was there and stuff like that. And I pull out this, like, basically all paper deck. You know what I mean? It's, like, the all new, proxies. The new artless promos. And then the, uh, <laughs> yep. And then the, uh, the commander is a proxy, and they're like, what is that? And it's, like, Muldrotha. And they were like, what are you doing? That was just spoiled today. I'm like, dude, it's so good. I have to try it. I have to play it. Like, <laughs> I love doing that, man. When you just get that, when you just, you know. Like, was, there's a card yeah. that's spoiled, and you yep. just know that you can do something ridiculous yeah, with the, it. It's the, one of the best feelings. The Jeskai... The Jeskai symbol on a red, white, blue backdrop is actually like one of my tattoo plans. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. tight. Jeskai till I that's die. America. Yeah. Now, are there? I know a question that uh, Dale asked us a lot when we were doing our deck text. Is there any specific schemes that you ran uh, for this Taylor deck? Uh, because Narset falls so hard to board wipes and creature removal like sack mm-hmm. um what i ended up doing was playing a lot of hand destruction okay just a lot of hand destruction a lot um what is it surrender your thoughts mm-hmm. um is i actually remember it wasn't it's not the thoughts scheme that's the you choose a player and they either discard four oh, cards yeah, or right, they have yeah. the opponents discard two cards That's apiece. right, yep. Uh, but either way, you're shredding four cards out of somebody's hands. Yep. Um, but the uh, the Thought Seize scheme is fantastic. I run two just to oh, make yeah. sure, you know, because she can get hit with counter magic, and that's the same thing. I'm pulling counter magic. I'm pulling attrition cards. Um I basically wanted to set my own protection. Mm-hmm. And it's every hope shall vanish. That's the thought. Thank scheme. you. Yep. And the other schemes that I was running were straight ramp schemes. Uh, the fate is thrice sealed. Yep. Uh, realms befitting my majesty. I only ran one realms because I only run four basics. Yeah. Yep. So, that makes sense. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I hit realms, I'm getting these lands, and that's it. I almost mistakenly accidentally put a one-of of realms in there, and I, I run no basics. <laughs> so well, that would have been just, bad. That would have been a complete be whiff. I was like, uh, let's do not that card. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I was. I pulled the uh, Your Wish is My Command. Mm-hmm. My wishes. My wishes command. your command. Yep. That, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was using that to cast ramp from their hands. Oh, nice. Um, so I mean, the first game it was the first scheme, and I pulled a frontier siege, which just adds two green mana if you choose the cons side, I believe. Yeah. And I was just like, well, um, I don't use green, but this is essentially a mana crypt. Yeah. You know, for four mana. Yeah. That I'm getting for free on turn 
zero. I haven't even drawn a card. And so I had that, and that ramped me into Narset, and by turn four I had infinite combats, essentially. And then um, yeah, Nexus, Nexus of Fate stops me from dying, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you because, can't yourself. Yeah, by the time I have enough mana to cast Narset and I've whittled through my entire deck for some reason, say like uh, a worship effect where that only lets her deal one damage or something, that damage is still dealt and like commander damage. So yeah, you'll yeah, die yeah. from commander damage at some point. But Nexus allows me to just keep going even if I have nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the Nexus of Fate, that's... Uh, Anytime it hits the graveyard or count or anytime it goes to the graveyard. Oh yeah, so you'll never from your deck, up. from your hand, if it's countered, if it resolves. Yeah. Which is real good yep. card. Yes. So you can't it even is. get around it by countering it and stuff. The like fact that. that that card does not exile itself is completely bonkers. Oh, so yeah. it's just so good. Well I think they said like, oh we'll just up its mana cost and have it not exile itself. But I'm like that didn't that's work. still pretty bad. I mean, they had to ban it on Arena. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people were playing 40-minute games with Nexus, and people were just sitting there getting pissed. <laughs> like, I believe it. I mean, that was a really... It was a menace in Standard for a while. You know, for its entire print. What makes me laugh, too, is it wasn't even in the set. It's the damn Buy Box promo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely like, <laughs> insane. Now, my next question is, if somebody sits down against you... Um, and that, that hasn't played in a pl- in your play group or your pod against this deck. What do they do to look for to shut down? What what is your like what with you playing the deck? What would you do to shut it down? Oh, Zozu, Zozu, land destruction. Oh yeah. If you can rip like turn three Stone Rain and just keep me down in lands, um, that's always good. Yeah, basically keeping Narset off the board. Is yeah, the key. you have to keep Narset off the board. If she's on the board, even if I'm swinging her to her death, uh, being that she creates a delayed trigger effect that says that even if she's not there, I can still cast the cards. Yeah. Um, you have to. You just have to keep her off the board. Whether it's by, you know, deal three damage to all creatures or whatever. Uh, now, I have the worst record I've had against a deck with this version is a Zozu, the Punisher deck. Yeah, really? really? That was hmm. like... Uh, just stone raining me, which is a three drop sorcery that just says destroy land. I think it's four drop, maybe. But uh, just land destruction and uh, damage board sweeps. So pyroclasm and yeah. type of Sun yep. Zenith would do it. Yep, yep. yep. But uh, like, but to Black Sun Zenith and kill Narset, you have to have four mana. Yeah. You know, whereas like the Zozu deck. Uh, t- Turn one raised me, which, if you're unfamiliar with raise, it is uh, one drop land destruction, but in order to cast it, you have to sack your own land. Oof. So I've been turn one raised, and normally the land count in the deck is kept purposely low, so I don't whiff. That's why I have 17 pieces of ram, you know, or uh, 14 pieces of artifact ram. Yeah. And if you just blow up, say, even two of my lands, then I'm going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, like, that game was really long and grindy, and I casted Narset probably three times. Oof. And could That's not... That's a Narset for 12. Yeah, yeah. could not find it. Strictly because 
it was just oh I got her out pyroclasm oh I got her out you know this that the other thing it was yeah it was pretty rough and I ended up out of ten games I think I I think I won four of them or four. five of them yeah yeah I was just like I was outpaced by land destruction hmm. and then the four games that I did win it was because I was able to get her out on like turn three like and then the whole thing yeah yeah. Um, like you said earlier, too, attrition-style effects and things like that, things that make definitely. you sack a creature. I mean, yep. with a creatureless deck, if you can't have the commander on board, you're basically dead in the water. Like, you have nothing else to do because there's not even a secondary creature you can back with some of the, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah I can definitely see that. Yep. I mean, I it does have its faults, but with... The CDH meta being what it is, um, I get I get to scrape by, you know. Yeah, yeah. Plus, for sure. having so many reps on the deck itself, I know how to like play around a bunch of situations. Because um, like I can come out of nowhere and just win game. Oh yeah, just like most combo decks, but yeah. mine isn't a combo deck. Yeah. Now tell me why that's the common misconception with this deck. Because there is. There are no iterations in the deck that go infinite by themselves. Like, the, the closest thing is Sword of Feast and Famine, Aggravated Assault. You know what I mean? But I have to connect with you. Yeah. It's very situational. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's not something that just happens and yeah. happens to go off. Yeah. It, I think it too, like, players just see him taking so many turns and they just automatically assume it's a combo deck. Yeah, it's I a would little, agree. You know, Which I think they're just ignorant to the facts. It's not anything like, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's a fair assumption. If, yeah. you're, if you're seeing a deck that's on, you know, their second extra turn and they've got four extra turns to go, yeah. it's yeah. like, well, that's. He was clearly com- He was playing combo. He's comboing. Like, yeah, he's comboing. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a shop meme. But, uh, no, the. I mean, having the the resilience to be able to just, like, not be susceptible to, you know, pick and draw cards where you're just like, I'm going to steal this out of your deck. Yeah. You know, whereas if I'm, in, if I'm getting Flash Hulked and I, you know, pull the core Nomads or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nomads no, and core. Nomads yep. and core. If I pull... Uh, you know, if I if I Praetor's grasp those that, that out of your deck, it becomes way harder for you to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It actually becomes next to impossible. Yeah, yeah. It be, well, it becomes next to impossible to use that package to win. Yeah, like I basically would have to go to like Tim the Beats at that point, like almost immediately for me at least. Like, because yeah. I don't run the back. Like, I know there's a player here. Um, he runs Hermit Druid combo as a backup. The Flash Hulk package itself already takes up a lot of slots in the deck. I, do, I can't see putting a Hermit Druid combo in there as well, because that also does require a decent amount of slots. So yeah, for me, I mean, my game plan is to outgas you as quickly as possible before you can stop me. Because if you do stop me with something like that, where, you know, <clears throat> maybe you Gilded Drake my, my Cephalid Illusionist, or you Gilded Drake that, and I, it's just gone. Or like you actually extracted or Praetor's Grasp, but like the deck has been shut down. I do, <clears throat> and I highlighted this in the last episode, I do everything I can. I run two shuffle effects. I run, you know, two sack outlets in the form of blood, or uh, in the form of um, um, 
Carrion Feeder and Viscera Seer. And I mean, I could run Zulaport to double up on the Blood Artist. Mm -hmm. But there's no doubles for Cephalids and Nomad. Like, there's no other card you can run that does the same that does thing. that same thing. So, like, yeah, if you take one of those pieces, yeah, I'm it's, pretty much beat. Yeah. And that's the thing to do, honestly. You don't take Hulk. You don't take Flash. You want to take one of the Cephalid or Nomad's pieces because and I can manually combo off without Hulk. That's yeah. the, I can just hard cast Cephalids and Nomads and mill myself that way. Like, and that's the really, you know, misconception mm -hmm. if you haven't played CDH and you hear about the Flash Hulk combo, you know, you might innately be drawn to Flash or Hulk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you take Flash, yeah, it's harder. Yeah. If you take Hulk, yeah, it's harder. But, but it's still take, completely doable, yeah. Yeah, you take the Nomads or the Illusionist, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Narcomima, if you take out of my specific build, the Shuffle Hulk build, if you take Narcomima, that'll do it. I have to have Narcomoeba because Narcomoeba has to hit, enter, and I need to sack it and deal a point. So if you, you could even take Narcomoeba and shut me off. Hmm. Like, I don't run Labman, so milling myself is really doing me nothing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, the Shuffle Hulk version doesn't, yeah, it doesn't run. It though. doesn't run Labman or, or the new Jace or anything. What it, it's, it, you know, you mill until you either hit a Shuffle or hit Narcomoeba. If you hit Narcomoeba, it comes out. You sack it to Viscera Seer or Carrion Feeder, which... Whichever it is that you chose to grab in your package. And then uh, you deal a point due to Blood Artist's effect. Mm -hmm. Then it goes back into your graveyard and you mill some more until you hit a shuffle. And then rinse and repeat. So yeah, you could take Nomad, Cephalid, or Narcomoeba and just completely neuter the deck. I mean, yeah. which yeah. if you... But you have to know that. That's yeah, the that's, key. You have to know the that because you you're know absolutely right. G.I. Joe. Yeah, because yeah. you're absolutely right. Most people would think, oh, I got to get that. You know, I got to take Flash from I got to take Hulk because that's the namesake of the combo, the Flash Hulk combo. That is, however, the wrong choice. And um, I would, yeah, yeah I, would, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like the wrong, the most wrong choice. It's just suboptimal. Yeah, you know very I mean? suboptimal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, and like I said, my deck doesn't really have a target. Uh, you can't hit Marset because she's in the command zone. And sh you take Time Warp. All right, good job. I got <laughs> a dozen dozen more Time Warps in the in the back pocket. Um, but yeah, that's this is my absolute favorite uh, CDH deck. Like I said, I've been playing it a good bit of years, and uh, you know I. Before I started playing here at the Comics Vault, I was playing with just a regular group um, at a different shop, and I was I was limited. I was not allowed to play Narset more than <laughs> once a month. <laughs> uh, you know, That's I, funny. So whenever I would get to play, the only caveat for that was, sure, I'll only play it once a month, but you gotta let me play it out. You can't scoop. Like you gotta let me. Yeah, yeah. If you're only gonna let me play it one time, yeah. then let me get my fill. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, that's, like, don't let yeah. me cast Narset, and then I gotta like, then then you all scoop, and then that's yeah, it. exactly. That's, yeah, because that's, that's, that's anticlimactic. Now you're just and being salties. Fun. Now yeah. you're being salties about it. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was the that was the deck I ended up running, and um, it was very effective. I was uh, like I said, I didn't drop a game, just like you guys. Yeah. And uh, very you know, proud of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it's it. You are overcoming some kind of odds. Sure, you're getting pushed by the schemes, but you know. Well, I'll I'll say this: 
in the last game that I played against Duncan, Neil, and Beaver, um, because it was over so early, they were like, okay, you know, Beaver obviously was very upset. He's like, I had to mold a, mold a four. Like, let's play another one. And I was like, okay, do you guys just want to play like a, you know, free-for-all pod, or do you want me to play with the schemes again? And they, all three of them were like, no, let's, let's play another arch-enemy game. It didn't count or anything like that, but let's play another arch-enemy. And they neutered me, man. They yeah. neutered me. Like, I'm serious. Like, I didn't really? stand a chance. I did not stand a chance, dude. They were just – they had a really good opening start. Like, Beaver had strip mine, and he was stripping my – stripping my lands as quickly as possible and uh neil was like bouncing my creatures as quickly as possible and they, they just they were you know countering my uh schemes which didn't happen to me all night like that last game that i played just for funsies was you know it, it was it was gross dude like there is even with the schemes you do have to get you know, stars aligned, very lucky sometimes because they still can beat you. Like even absolutely, with the I like, mean that's the whole point. Is there? Yeah. You know, you want to take down the arch enemy. If it was, if it was completely skewed, you know, where the arch enemy was always going to win. You know, ninety nine percent of the time, no one would want to play. Yeah, exactly. So there definitely is hope. That's for sure. I mean, like I said, that that game did not go well for me at all. Like I, I was being a good sport about it, though. I mean, they they sat through what I did, exactly. and I just I played it out. Exactly. I was like, you and Neil. Neil actually looked at me at one point, and he goes, "When are you gonna scoop or anything?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, maybe in a couple turns. I, I am getting a little bored of this." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they were yeah. just absolutely like fugging me hard. And I mean, like, I, with with my last pod, you were playing that that game. I was mm-hmm. playing another game, and I ended it pretty quickly. But I asked him. I was like. Can you guys do me a favor? Do you want to play one more time? I'm not going to use the schemes. I want to see, you know, what. Yeah, kind like if of you could still do a three v one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did, but it was nuts. It was hard. Oh yeah, yeah. so hard. I mean, I mean, you're playing three v one. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're if you're a, a player in your play group who is known for you know combos or whatever, sometimes that just happens to you normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Normal games do turn into arch enemy games every now and again, like oh, quote unquote arch enemy games, because you know, as soon as you become the biggest threat on the board, the other three players are looking oh, just, at you like, "Oh, destroy we you! We got to kill this guy." Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? but it's different though. Whenever you like sit down, and you're like, "I'm not going to use the schemes," and still like one v three versus oh, yeah, when everybody's sure. all like playing yeah. to play. For it is definitely different, and because, then team up on you once yeah, you get got. Yep. That's always sure. that's always my joke. I was like, man, if I'm gonna if it's gonna be like this, let me grab my schemes out of my box. <laughs> it's, like, it's like turn two, you guys. Yeah, oh. how about it? All right. Well, before we wrap things up tonight, um, I know this is an EDH podcast, but we did want to talk about the new Pioneer format just for like maybe a couple minutes here. Um, so, for those who don't know, Pioneer is uh, something that Wizards introduced this week. It is modern esque. You know what I mean? I think it's what it's what modern was originally, but now because but now because the card pool is so large for modern, they're like, okay, we need to you know let's do something new. So um, basically, all sets from I believe it is Return to Ravnica up until now that aren't like you know sets like Conspiracy or the Master yeah. sets or the Commander sets; those are all legal. Um, currently, there's only five cards on the ban list. It is the Cons fetches. Um, so it's a 60 card format. You get your four of play sets, um, minimal ban list right now. 
Um, I think it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited for it. I built a Demir Mill deck that should be pretty nasty. Um, I'm also working on an Azorius Control deck. Uh, one of the things I think is most cool about this format is you can kind of build old standard decks and maybe upgrade them a little bit. You know what I mean? With, For example, I know, Adam, you started playing in Return to Ravnica, right? Yep. Wasn't it Return to Ravnica or Dragon's Maze, one yep. or the other? So um, you could build a standard deck from that era. For example, like I know you had mentioned Sidisi Whip, mm -hmm. but now you can use cards from Eldraine. That yeah. may help further that strategy that in that time period weren't didn't even exist. You know what I mean? So I think it's I think it's an interesting format. I've been really wanting to play a sixty card format, and I don't really like modern. I mean, it, I like modern. It's just the pro I already spend you know thousands of dollars on EDH. I don't really want to do that for another format. I don't want to play standard because I absolutely abhor the rotation. Like that's just something I don't <laughs> like like at all. And um, I don't really want to play Popper either because, I, I don't know, I, I, I like playing with good cards. <laughs> like, I do. I just, I don't really want to play with commons. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun. It's fun. Like, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy playing the decks that our friend has and stuff like that. It's just not something for me. Yeah. This seems to be where I might find my fun in 60 card is in mm -hmm. this new Pioneer format, so... There's only one thing I have a gripe about, and I think it's going to come back and bite them in the ass. It's the fact that they didn't ban some of the of the cards that made such headways in standard at the time, like Felidar Sovereign, like Felidar Sahili. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I think what they're going to do is give it like a couple, like maybe a month or two, mm -hmm. see what sort of decks are hitting the meta. Um, because I mean, this is already a this is already a sanctioned format. Yeah. Like, there's already going to be you know events at GPs and things like that for this format. Like, Wizards is fully committed to the support for this format, and um, I think what they're going to do is they're going to give it like maybe a month or two, and then yeah, they're going to start slapping the ban hammer on a lot of stuff. So if you're interested in Pioneer and you want to build something absolutely disgusting from an old standard set that got banned, I mean, hell, what what was what was it that got banned from? Uh, what was it? Uh, Ramunop Red. That one deck from Standard when Amonkhet was in Standard with like Rampaging Ferocidon yeah. and then the Ramunop Ruins and stuff. Like, build that kind of stuff now because, yeah, in about a month or two from now, that kind of stuff's going to get banned again because they're going to realize, like, you know, we banned this in the first place when it was in Standard because it was broken. Like, it's, it's not going to be able to make the health format healthy if that kind of stuff sticks around. Well, I know that... Magic Online is the is kind of like the precursor to all this. They're going to be the ones kind of testing it. Yeah, yep. Essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, like... Yeah. It's not we'll slated see. to go to Arena. Yeah. It's just on MTGO and then on paper. Yep. Yeah, that's where we'll see where, like, what kind of decks come out of all this. Mm -hmm. For and sure. And whatnot. And then I think they'll kind of go from there, like, yeah, while these sure. guys are rolling rolling a format, we're going to ban this card. Yep. Um which I think is I think is good. I I don't think we need old uh, infinite combos come back. <laughs> yeah, I 100 percent agree. I 100 percent agree. But I think what I think what's going to happen too is towards the beginning when the bans start, there's going to be a lot. Like it's going to be a lot of cards are going to get banned. Like now when we get banned and restricted announcements, we get maybe like two to three cards tops that get banned. I mean, three is even pushing it. Like, it's normally, like, one or two cards. Yeah. I feel like we could see, like, five or six guards getting banned with the first ban, but it'll taper out. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like as it goes on and the format gets like some some life to it and gets a little bit more, um, you know, people get a little more used to it. I think that the bannings will taper out, but I definitely do think there's going to be a large influx of banned cards here for that format re- relatively soon. I hope there isn't. Man, I, I hope there isn't too. I like, don't get just, me wrong. I hope it's just a nutty wild west of a format <laughs> for like a year. Old pioneer. Yeah, it's just like this is like. We don't go to Pioneer. Yeah. That is the dark place. <laughs> <laughs> just like, all these crazy combos and weird jank yeah. running around. I just, I just think, it'll be, I think it's fun. I think I read too that it's actually based off of a fan-made kitchen table format called Frontier. Yep. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of the Frontier format. I'll have to do some more research on that. But yeah, I hear it's adapted from a kitchen table format called Frontier. So that's interesting. Yeah, Frontier. I, again, I don't know all the details, but I know that it, it was a failed thing that yeah. people were trying to get into. Yep. And uh, it's something similar to this, to where it was from a certain set to, yeah. to now. And um, You know, it's actually funny, too. Recently, I had brought up that I thought it would be fun to like pick an era of standard mm. from any point in Magic's history, pick an era of standard, and our playgroup builds a standard deck from that time, and we all play them together. This <sighs> I'm is play, I'm playing Junk Rites. We're going straight to R- Ravnica through Innistrad, and we're playing. I'm playing Junk Rites with Grizzlebrand. <laughs> I'm playing playing with, and you get you know, listen. You can play the the Burning Tree Madcap Skills deck. That was a good time. You know what would be really funny? If we go back to an era when Mana Burn was still a thing, we totally have to put Mana Burn into the game. Just just play it how it was in that day. That'd be pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, this kind of... It's interesting that they did this because it sort of is like the same thing. You know, you can kind of pick an era from Standard from Return to Ravnica on and rebuild that deck and maybe upgrade it too, which is pretty sweet. So Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the format. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested in, uh, for you guys out there, go ahead and plug in some uh, deck text that yeah, you guys are sure, thinking about. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll share the, my uh, mill deck on Instagram the, pages. Yeah, I'll share my mill deck on my Instagram page at Food Chain EDH, and I'll share it to the Facebook page, too. Why not? But, I think it'll be a lot of fun. But, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Uh, we're here at the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. I'm Adam. And I'm Trevor. And have a good night. Thank you. Peace. See ya.